0: This is the Eminem Planet Podcast bonus fish episode. Yeah, that's right. We're following up our episode 19 with a little bonus, and we're going to be talking with Claire Ririck. The motivation for the last episode of the Amazon Planet Podcast, motivation for my conversation with Tom Andres. Again, if you have not listened to that episode, go back and take a listen to it, especially in these days of. Worldwide pandemic um, He's got some words of wisdom I think that are applicable Even though we recorded it way before All this craziness happened in the world He's got a lot of wisdom And some of the ways Some of the perspectives that he's applying The fish principle to Education I think has some application towards How we just live our lives today So if again, if you haven't listened to that Go back and listen to episode 19 And then yesterday I had a chance to talk to Claire Rierk about her perspective and her listening to the episode and thinking about how does that advice apply to her current position. She's a third grade teacher. Again, I'm a teacher of teachers and we just had a conversation about how do we take this fish philosophy and apply it to today? And we're not offering advice, we're really just offering what we've learned. And if you've learned some of the same things, that's great as well. But just wanted to put this out there as an opportunity to follow up my conversation with a 50-year educator, with someone who's been teaching for three years. Something I wanted to do all along, but we had a chance to do it and during some pretty interesting times. So here's my conversation with Claire Rerick. Claire, thank you for taking the time during your uh, self-quarantine time to uh, come and talk on the podcast. Appreciate it. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Enjoying the time off for now until online learning begins.
0: Yeah, so why don't you tell? Like, so we're recording this on a Tuesday. It's Saint Patrick's Day. I believe context is necessary because it seems like things change fairly quickly right around now. So again, we're dealing with the coronavirus and the implications it has for schools. And so I'm at home. My context is I'm at home with my kids and my wife. We both work in education settings. So yeah, I work at the university. She works at a, a preschool. And we have all our kids home uh, for until at least the 30th. And then how about you, Claire? What do you, what's your situation?
1: Um, I'm also at home. Um, I am a third grade teacher at Della Davidson. And so we are currently out of school until the 27th. Um, that could change, could not change. It's still a very day-to-day basis. That's
0: yeah. And so I kind of was talking about you a lot in our last podcast episode, but do you want to give a little bit more background on yourself besides third grade teacher?
1: Sure. Um, I'm originally from the Chicagoland area and, um, went to Ole Miss for my undergrad and then stuck around for an extra year to complete my master's and, um, was blessed to be, uh, Dr. Amadon's graduate assistant. Wow. Uh, and then right after that, I, um, was offered a job here in Oxford at Della Davidson. And so this is my third year. So I'm almost completed my third year of teaching at Della.
0: Right. And so it's that third year is always that, uh I always think it's that year when everything kind of makes sense. And then, you know, all of a sudden a, uh, a global pandemic happens.
1: Yes. And I mean, I personally have never experienced anything to this level. Um, even when I was in school or anything, you know, the, we only ever miss school for snow days. And so this is definitely a different scenario that I don't think anybody has ever really dealt with before.
0: Yeah. So to to back up and to think, well, why are we doing this podcast episode? One, I think it's good to have things trying to go into some sort of normalcy, even though there's this is so far away from being normal. Also, too, the last podcast episode was from claire i was generated by claire's idea to talk about the book fish and we're going to get into that in just a second but um in recording the episode with tom andrews who is again my first boss and had an experience where he went and uh, actually worked at the fish market world famous fish market in um at pike place in in seattle and thought okay we're going to talk about that but then my plan all along even whenever you uh whenever you came up with the idea for to talk about the book claire was to talk to you afterwards cuz here's someone who's had 50 years of education like you said you're have you're in your 3rd year of teaching i thought it'd be nice to see like what what lessons could be learned and just to contrast and see like you know what what things might he have said that you know maybe just were he just put out there but it's like whoa that's a big nugget of wisdom uh so that was the plan all along and then given, you know, from when we recorded that episode to now, how the world has just changed, I thought, well, why not, uh, why don't we talk to Claire and, and see if there's some lessons learned here. So, but let's back up, Claire. Where, why did you recommend the book Fish?
1: Um, so I originally read Fish, I believe it was in grad school with Dr. Foster. Um, mm-hmm. She had us read this book and we did a lot of group um, work with it, I remember, and back then, I remember it having a pretty big impact um, on how I thought of education. And then um, recently, I kind of, you know, once I started listening to your podcast, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just trying to remember books that I've read that you know might be helpful for you for future podcasts. And I was like, I remember this book being really, um, you know, impactful. And so I kind of pulled it back off my shelf and looked through all the notes that I had written in it during grad school. And a lot of it, I was like, I kind of forgot these um, ideas that I really, that were big for me in, in grad school. And so they, I'm hoping, are helping me teach in my third year a little bit better than I have been in previous years. Uh, but it's always nice to kind of go back and find those words of wisdom to help me grow.
0: Yeah, like I'm, I'm someone that likes to write in my books. And so it's, it, it has been good in some of these podcasts, especially like two episodes ago when I got to talk to Gloria Latson and Billings, I mean, that book I read, um, well, I read in undergrad and then I read it again in grad school and just the underlines and stuff that impact me it, it or that I learned something while in each of those phases. And now as a teacher of teachers, it's like, okay, now it has another level of learning for me. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good it's it's good to revisit
1: because when you read a book the first time you could read it a few years later and get something completely different from it as well just mm-hmm. based off experiences with life and um so it's kind of always neat that's why i always like to buy my books which i know not the best economically but um i always find it helpful to always have that back on your shelf that if you go back to it you could always learn something new from it
0: well oh, yeah and then and- then like this one. This one's been around for a while. There's lots of copies out there, so if you're looking for one, you can get it nice in a in a used bookstore somewhere. Um so, all right. So now we're going to we're going to get into it. And basically what we're country is is very meta. Uh we're going to talk about the learnings from the podcast which was about learnings about um the book fish <laughs> with Tom. But again, I think there's some things that he mentioned within the podcast that wow it just kind of rang true especially for now so if you have one if you didn't get a chance to listen to episode 19 go back and listen to it and then this will make a lot more sense to you and this is and it was a it's 55 minutes but i think it's an hour well spent especially if you're sitting around and thinking like i wish i could do something and it's it's again it's a good listen he's uh he's got lots of stories lots of examples but we're going to talk about some of those things right now um one thing, Claire, I think this is pretty pretty clear is that we're going to start with a disclaimer. Um, and it, usually I offer a disclaimer about the book and, hey, if you find value in the book, go get the book. And we we do want you to go get the book. But the things that we're talking about um, in dealing with this situation uh, that we're currently in, dealing with this global pandemic where there's people in situations that are so serious and so di- dire that for us to speak to them is not... I don't think not appropriate. Right. Like we're really not offering advice. I mean, if if there's so much advice on social media right now and out there from folks about everything that they're doing especially with their kids, with teaching, with learning, like we're going to offer some things that we've learned. And if you learn some of those same things, hey, that's great. But um, we're just we're we're not saying, hey, here's the things you should do, because everyone's situation is different. I think actually one example from the uh, the podcast with Tom, he talked about a student who was doing a um, forensics competition and talking about giving a monologue about the danger of a single story. And I think we're offering our own stories. Like I've got my story, Claire's got her story, and uh, and how we're dealing with this situation. And you know, it may or may not apply to you. You might have a completely different experience. And knowing that, yeah. I'm dealing with a job where I can do things remotely and some people aren't. And so anyway, just want to put it out there, um, uh, that we're just trying to put some content out there that I think is helpful, but you know, everyone's situation is different. Okay. So we, we've already talked about how you can, how you came to fish and Dr. Fo- Dr. Foster's has, has, uh, made a lot of connections to the Amazon M&M planet podcast. It was some of the recommendations she had for, uh, the broken record podcast, which is a great listen if you're looking to something like that, but then also, Hey, this book generated from her too. It's that's, that's two, two big ones. All right. So Claire, we're going to start with the high five. So what are some things that you learned from the episode and maybe thinking about how it might apply to our current circumstances here?
1: Um, so one big thing that I took away was, um, when he mentioned, you know, and this was big and fish as well, uh, was just to have fun and work hard. Um, I think right now having fun might not really be on our first in our, in fresh in our mind because we're all kind of stressed. We don't know. We've never been in this situation before. Um, we've never, we don't know what it's going to look like tomorrow, you know, We could end up getting sick. We could not end up getting sick. People we know might end up getting sick. The schools, you know, who knows what's going to happen with really kind of normal way of life. Um, But I think it's important that we stay, you know, kind of treat ourselves and that it's okay to have fun, even during kind of a tough time Um, and going with education as well. You know, I think a lot of times in myself as well, being in a big testing grade is kind of stressful and you want to make sure that you're providing everything you can for your students and getting them prepared for this end of the year state test. But it's important to have fun and it's important that this aspect of play is not just important in a student's life, but also in the teacher and in the adult and that I know a lot of adults right now are in a situation that they never thought they would be in, that they are having to maybe be the teacher to their child when they're they've never really done that before. Um, and that it's OK for you to sit back and have fun with your child and not maybe not do something, uh, you know, strictly academic building with Legos or finding a creative situation. Um, I think that's a- important to remember during this time because we're all kind of a little bit stressed outside of things we're unsure of where things are going um and so the aspect of play was something that i found really important and i think it's overlooked a lot especially in adult life we forget sometimes to have fun and to enjoy that moment with our kids or uh, with our students especially as well
0: yeah so that was a big play. no that's good i mean tom had lots of examples of even in you know just his uh His interim positions and jumping into classrooms and having some fun with, you know, with the students and with teachers and even when he went to the fish market and jumping in there and having fun with the people there. But I think, too, there's something about play where you're present. Like, if you're actually in play, you're present in that situation. So, like, we just got done. After lunch, we play a game. And so we played a game of Quicks, which is an awesome dice game. I actually good third grade dice game. So, um, that yeah, we just got done playing that. And just, you know, it's a moment during the middle of the day. We bought, we've done some academic stuff in the morning and, you know, we had some lunch and now we're, you know, just, hey, let's play a game, you know, and now let's get it in our afternoon, some creative time. And so that, no, that's good. And, and something about that, like we need that. And we can't just, you know, keep, you know, refreshing Twitter or something like that, we're just going to get lost in that world and to jump out of that and be present with whoever you're with. And, or even if it's by yourself, I saw in uh, the trending apps in uh, Apple was solitaire, you know, even some good solitaire might be good, you know?
1: Yeah. And uh, also, yeah, going on that as well is um, it promotes a lot of positivity to have that play and to be present in that play. Even if that, you know, it's not just playing a game. It could just be taking a moment of your day and doing some self-reflection or reading a book, kind of that self-care aspect of, um, just because, you know, especially with teaching, teaching is a, is a hard job and you get burned out a lot. And I think we get so focused on that to-do list. And even in regular life, we get focused on that to-do list and, you know, we get, and I personally, I have a list for everything. And my goal is to get everything crossed off on that list. And, feel like sometimes i focus on that too much and i'm like oh i didn't get everything on my list done today like i I failed failure you know
0: yeah
1: and instead you got to focus on okay well maybe what did you accomplish or if you sit back and you make a priority list of these are the two things that i really want to get done today and if i get these two things done then i can reward myself and i was i think back to college and this is pretty terrible sometimes but Some of the readings we had to do for college were a little tough. And so to motivate myself, if I read a page, I would eat a piece of chocolate. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Motivation aspect to do um, to complete my reading. Um, Just because you have so many distractions, especially with your phone, that a lot of times it would take me way longer to complete a chapter reading than it needed to. Um, And so kind of if you apply something as simple to that, of if you work hard, we'll reward yourself. And don't just keep going, 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 trying to complete this whole to-do list until you're completely burnt out. You have to take those breaks. You have to take those moments to have fun, even in your job. Take a walk. It doesn't have to be, you know, going to the park or something. It can be something really simple of just playing a game on your phone for a second or, um, you know, having a conversation with a friend. Um, You know, right now, FaceTime is really big. You know, FaceTime a family Um, you know, something like that, where you, you don't even have to leave your house or your job, but you're just taking a moment to reward yourself for what you have done and what you have accomplished.
0: Yeah. Or, uh, calling up your, uh, former student and seeing if they want to join you on a podcast. There you go. (laughs) So I guess one that plays right off of that, that I had was, um, when he talked about dealing with trauma. And so he had an example in the podcast about when he was at Weston, which had a school shooting administrator, um lost his life defending his students and um you know he stepped into that position and and, you know Tom is a very gifted person with being a teacher but a counselor, a coach. I mean he just and then have coming from and I didn't even know this from his own circumstances where he didn't have a dad growing up and his mom left when he was in seventh grade. Like it's pretty pretty intense stuff. And so having that skill set, being able to go into that situation, but then idea about how do we deal with trauma in that situation and thinking about like, in that case, he had to be present within his students. And then, you know, even thinking like to acknowledge like loud noises are going to be pretty traumatic. Like if a book drops on the floor and you think like now, I mean, (laughs) whatever we were on a Skype call or a zoom call earlier and someone on this zoom call sneezed and you're like, Oh, you know, it's like if you're in a public situation now and you hear a sneeze, I mean, it's kind of, some alarms go off and you I can't imagine like with kid you know, and that's for an adult and like what's up with kids and thinking about, you know, wash your hands, wash you know, like which yes, they need to wash their hands, but like how are we dealing with the trauma again? And this even goes back to what you were saying. How are we playing? How are we doing things? And so, you know, just reflecting on myself, uh, about how am I being present with my kids if or if if I can't be physically with somebody, if how can we be present with like some of our family through FaceTime, like you said, or, or zoom calls or Skype or whatever it is. And, you know, and then thinking like, this is not what I'm, what I'm taking away from this time too, is I've got students out there who are dealing with this as well. So it's not just thinking about trauma for kids, trauma for adults, trauma for my college age students, call it trauma for parents you know dealing with job situations and thinking about and, and even some of those parents could be my students right like you know they could have kids in schools and things and they're dealing with all sorts of circumstances and you know when i'm thinking about moving my class online which is what we're doing right now at the university of mississippi how am i making sure that i'm not doing just doing this one-to-one thing where every task they were going to complete in uh, you know face-to-face and in-person without a global pandemic going on, am I making sure that I am taking only the essential things that are necessary to get the the, kind of the main idea of the course across? You know, we don't need to overload people with work. You know, we don't, (laughs) this is not creating this huge to-do list that we're not going to cross everything off because that's not going to help with this trauma situation.
1: Exactly. And building off of that too, is you have to think about, you know, I know several, of, I mean, even my third graders who they're the oldest sibling and they have to look out after their younger siblings. And in a situation where with this, where child care is up in the air and you have to think about especially high school teachers where those high school siblings are probably the child care. If mm. their parents do go to their jobs, they're the ones that have to take care of these younger siblings and, you know, teachers need to be very aware of you don't know what's going on in this in these homes when we have these online situations in these online classes and we have to be very flexible in understanding of that and you know they might not or they might have one device that they have to share with all yeah. four siblings mm-hmm. or they have internet or you know they're trying to get internet or they're doing it on a um, on a phone that has limited data you know there's a lot of different situations that we're not aware of um, and that we do need to be very aware, you know, not aware because we can't really be aware of it, but we do need to be understanding and, um, flexible sensitive. and sensitive. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, um, this is going to be a tough time to kind of work out and it's going to be weird even next year, you know, coming from this at, towards the end of the year, you know, um, or going back to classes if we're able to, um, it's going to be a weird adjustment period that, you know, it will just have to be very present and. And kind of like what he was saying when he was going back to the school, after that um, terrible instance, is you have to focus on what's important and being present and being aware um, is going to help you, hopefully, better help your students.
0: Yeah, exactly. Any other learnings that you had?
1: Um, yes, my really big one that I really, I, I said
0: wow out loud when
1: <laughs> I, was to it. Uh, I think. That's was good. His um, son, and uh, I think he was a doctor. And uh, Mark,
0: yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, he said that his son was saying that it takes 10 to 20 seconds of courage to make the right decision, to make mm-hmm. the good decision. Um, and that one really, I took a lot away from that because I think about everything we were kind of trained for in the School of Ed was this thing called wait time. Mm. And to- Give kids the opportunity to think and to prepare their response um, but it's also important when you're dealing with misbehavior and giving that 10 to 20 seconds of of you to process maybe what's happening in your classroom, what was just said or what's you know being what's happening and trying to find the best way to respond instead of just responding right away, maybe out of frustration, maybe out of, um, you know, irritation. Cause that normally doesn't ever lead to a good relationship, but if you can take that 10 to 20 seconds to process what's happening and focus on the student and maybe why they're reacting in that way. And it's hard to do. It really is. Especially if, you know, you're in a situation where, um, maybe there's danger. It's hard to take that time or it's hard to, you're, there's a lot of emotions sometimes. And, um, But I think it's important to try your hardest. And that's something we can all work on. And even in this instance in the world, um, you know, if someone sneezes, take that 10 seconds to process that they're human. (laughs) And, you know, want to be treating people like they're not human. And to show that compassion, I think right now is kind of a selfish time. Um, A lot of people are, you know, that we're, we're all scared and we're acting, um, we could be acting in ways of fear and we're trying to protect ourselves. We're trying to protect our families. Um, but that can kind of sometimes come off as being, as being selfish and trying to remember that compassion and taking that 10 to 20 seconds of, do I really need this toilet paper? Or is there someone else that might need it more than I do? Yeah. Or, um, I have a gallon of milk at home. Why don't I leave this for someone that might not, um, I think right now we're all just really unsure of what the future holds and, you know, stores are closing every day. You're like, you're you're not sure. We've never been in a situation like this. But that one was kind of a big impact for me of taking 10 to 20 seconds of courage to make that good decision, to make that right decision of, let me think about what I should be doing in this situation rather than just reacting to emotions, um, which can be applied to both an education standpoint as well as a real life standpoint as well
0: yeah yeah that was a good that was a good story that he shared about his, his son and like i i need to make a correction i do not I, I don't think i've ever met mark i met his other son but i've never met mark and uh but uh just hearing about you know his desire to become a doctor um and then you know that that choice and then following it and following that passion following that desire um you know, into, into an unknown. Right. And that's, you know, where we're at right now. And like, how do we, how do we not let the unknown scare us? Right. And, and that's, that's a good lesson. Uh, I, I had one that I think is, you know, trying to get in the positive side of everything is to jump in and learn from opportunities. It just seems like Tom is got that, like, you know, he's been in education for 50 years and he, but he's, he's still like, he's, <laughs> you missed it because I, I cut off the recording or I started the recording uh, later, but like when he first got on, I was just laughing because he looks exactly the same. Like he looks like the same, like youthful. He's got this uh, smile on his face. And if you know, you from Chicago might recognize the Wisconsin accent, you know, like that just love it. And just his, his desire to jump into these situations. And so, You know, I I couldn't believe that he just... I called up the fish market and just... And they said, yeah, come work a shift. And he's like, okay. And he flew out there and did it. And then to hear about, like, with the... When I heard he was going to go coach at Cleveland State after he retired, I'm like, what? Like, like it just is like one of those, like, let's just jump into it and let's just see what happens. And now with these interim positions where he's just, you know, jumping in at six months, a year at a time, administratively, but then not just... I'm going to steer the ship. I'm going to stay, you know, st- stay at the helm and that's it. You know, somebody else is going to go build, but no, he's building a relationship. He knows about the forensics competitions. Like, I don't know if I've, you know, you know, I was a student in school. I didn't know anyone that was in forensics or, or even like, it's just like the way that he with enthusiasm jumps in these situations. And so thinking about our current situation, how can we jump into it? Right. And how can we learn as much as possible again? from and I'm taking this from my perspective, this is not advice, it's just what I've learned is like how can I take this situation and think about how can I learn as much as possible from it. So like for example, technology. I'm really having to think like I'm thinking more about technology now that it's all online and thinking about how can I make sure that what I do to put my class online can be as accessible as possible, like, like, Claire, you can remember this, when I used to have like seven different platforms in my class that I would use Blackboard, Google class, or like, whatever, all these different things. And it's like, well, that could be really hard if I'm on a phone, trying to jump back and forth. Well, how can I streamline and simplify it so that somebody with a phone with a, you know, a smartphone can access the materials and, and not be lost, right? So like making them as accessible as possible, or, you know, even thinking like, have some chunks of time at home now. What am I going to do? So Claire's actually looking at my new, and I'm quoting in quotes, office, which is basically a closet in my uh, garage that I painted, uh, given our kind of time off here to make look somewhat decent. But anyway, like using that time to like, okay, let's figure out a, a good space to work and, and do stuff at home um, and trying to take advantage of that time and jumping into the opportunity. Like, let's do something. Um and then also too, having like extended periods of time when you're not having to commute or other things like what can you do, you can play some games at home, you can, you know, try to learn an instrument, you could you know, do some other things that involve or go on Duolingo, I'm going to work on my Spanish, whatever, you know, jump into those opportunities and and just see what can what can we how can we take advantage of a situation you know, it stinks, but like there's a good side. There's, there's something we can get or something I can get out of this.
1: Mm-hmm. And right now too, as you know, I'm seeing a lot of these platforms for education that are offering their services for free during this time. And like utilizing those opportunities too, to maybe try something new at home or try something that I've, you know, been interested in for classroom reasons. And now, well, it's free. Maybe I'll go on and try it out and see what it's what it's about and not yeah trying to see new opportunities rather than just focus on how am I going to get what works in the classroom onto an online setting when in reality it's kind of impossible because there's just no way to make that you know connection and so you kind of have to focus on well this is a completely new different experience how can I make it the most beneficial for all students and most accessible for all students as well. Um, building off of that, I, I liked how he kind of talked about a genuine response. I feel like that kind of goes in with what you were saying too mm-hmm. um, about, you know, when we're on these devices or doing what we need to do at home, kind of being there and having that genuine response of trying your best and making sure that you're connecting with someone because I think especially on online, it's hard to connect, um, especially with our students. And you might not have a video conference where you're actually seeing them, but you want them to still feel that genuine response that you give them in the classroom. And so that's, what's something that I will, I will be struggling with is how do I offer that genuine response? How do I offer that relationship that we've built in our classroom? How am I going to show that? on an online platform you know like we have greetings in our classroom we do morning meeting in our classroom how can I try to create that in an online sense um so that'll be a challenge that I hopefully will hopefully will accomplish but that's something that I'm thinking more of rather than the standards I have to teach mm-hmm. you know make sure that our relationships are still building that we're still having that genuine time together um in a situation where it's not together. Um, So that's something that I'm kind of interested to see play out, (laughs) hoping it will work out in a way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm just trying to think like, how can I use video in a way so that if people can connect during, you know, asynchronously or at the same time, like we can have question answers for the class that I'm uh, classes that I'm teaching or also to that that can be recorded so that they can have it for later you know thinking about just at least to see faces you know cuz a lot of times if you're just sitting at home and you're you know you're interacting with TVs and stuff like that but at least you can have interaction with an instructor who is investing in you you know um again trying to go weed through the logistics and again there's lots of advice out there for how to do that uh as well um any other learnings that you had Claire
1: um well, I know he mentioned the method of grading and how he was not a fan of how it doesn't reflect, you know, a child's learning process. Um, and that kind of goes with what we're doing it's in our school this year is standards-based grading, mm-hmm. um, which is a really student-focused um, grading system, which if a child doesn't master the skill by the time that the unit test comes around – it doesn't mean that they don't get it at all. That just means that we're going to keep working on it and we'll give them an opportunity later on to reassess and hopefully they will master it at that point. But it's kind of a mentality of a you've got all year. You've mm-hmm. got all year to show your mastery, to show your skills, to show your brain power. Um, and I think that that kind of goes along with the fish philosophy a lot of you know being there, being present, um, having that positive attitude, you know, making those choices of what's best for your students. Um, and so that was something that I enjoyed, and that, you know, just kind of the power of the choice. And, you know, you hear that a lot of that growth mentality, that growth mindset of, you know, making your attitude the best that you can. And it's hard in teaching, especially, is, um, you know, teaching is a hard job, and you get um, down on yourself and you, you know you get belittled by parents or other teachers or you know administration or whatnot and a lot of days you feel like you're failing your students or you're not good enough to teach or um that in some way I mean it's it's hard and but we have to focus on why we went into teaching and if you ask most teachers which I'm once again I'm not all teachers in the world But most teachers do not go into teaching with the mindset of, I'm going to teach these standards. It's all about these standards, 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 standards. You know, they go into teaching because a previous teacher, or they go into teaching because they love children, or they love to instill positivity and strengthen children, or they want to, um, you know, help improve the education system or something. Um, And if you focus on that reason, on that why, of why you went into teaching, that kind of affects your attitude. And on those tough days of maybe you do have a lot on your to-do list, you know, making that choice of, I'm not going to get bombarded by this to-do list. I have report cards due. I have tier meetings. I have IEP meetings. I have whatnot. But making sure that your attitude is always focused on that why of those, you know, those little little people in your room that depend on you. And that if I go home and I spent good quality, genuine time with my students and they know that I love them and that they know that I support them and we smiled and we had fun, that's way more important than anything on that to-do list. Um, And so that was kind of something and that kind of gathers all of those fish philosophies into one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I I wanted to tie that into, that's perfect segue um, into what he said too about the fish philosophy. It's like, it's not like Tom has, you know, is like the fish philosophy, you know, card carrying member, you know, but he said like, it's a part of it. He has taken the fish philosophy and seen things of it. And, and basically uh, inserted into his own philosophy that he that's also been shaped by his faith by you know other books. you mentioned like four other books that he's written and he's like constantly it sounds like he's constantly refining his philosophy and to taking it and making it your own and to you know think about your purpose and then like identifying things like what's in the fish philosophy to help you like you know, uh, action your purpose, right? To see like, what does it look like to love my kids? It might be to be present, right? To think about uh, how we can incorporate play into what we do. It's not all serious business, you know. That was, oops, uh, I hit my microphone. That's that's not so, It it's not like we're saying to anyone that adopt this philosophy or it's the best thing ever. It's like, no, there's something to be get, g- learned and gleaned from it and so that we can move forward and, and be better right. As we go forward and, and try to be better at teachers. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. So next, um, now, you know, what is something you would have done differently if you would have heard Tom before now?
1: Um, you know, this is my, I've almost completed my third year of teaching and they always say, if you survive the first three years, most of the time you'll stick it out. Um, But those, yeah, I mean, they're tough first three years, that's for sure. And especially the first year. Um, And then I had your child in there and, you know, added a little pressure to my first year teaching. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think going, you know, looking back and when I focus on what I want to do better, it's always that aspect of being there and having that genuine response. Um, You know, that being there mentality and I'm just, I can get so focused on that to-do list and it affects my attitude in the classroom. It affects the relationships with my students. Um, and it's hard to have that be their mentality. You know, it's not something that, oh, I'm just going to wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to be there today. It takes work and it takes, you know, reminders throughout the day of, oh my goodness, I just got five emails this morning at 6.30 in the morning that I have to respond, you know, it takes a while, you know, it takes a lot of effort to build up that mentality. And so that's something that I'm not, I don't say that I regret anything in my last few years of teaching, but that's something that when I focus on maybe things that didn't like about my teaching, most of them were wrapped around not being there, not building those relationships with my students. Um, And that's something that this year I really focused on was um trying to be there as much as possible and trying to build those relationships so that's something that I would have done differently.
0: I think to I, for me I'm just going to point to this situation and like you know I think after hearing Tom and and I definitely approach this um situation differently. Um, and the fact that, like, again, trying to take advantage of the situations, thinking about having extended time at home and what does that mean? How do we, you know, not just get sucked up into social media and the phone and whatever, um, or just even the busyness of it all and trying to, hey, I've got a lot of time with my kids at home. Not saying, thinking, like, how can I make that as positive an experience as possible? And also to, to care for them as well, be present. So,
1: Yeah, and you're blessed opportunity where you have that time with your kids you know i think a lot of people still do have to go to work right. and they don't have time and so if you are blessed in that situation use that you know really utilize that time and then hopefully then they'll look back at this crazy time in the world and maybe they'll have some positive memories from it rather mm-hmm. than just fear and and the you know yeah. certain future
0: all right so how about going forward claire what would you think Uh, with something maybe you will do differently? or Is that anything different than what you said before?
1: So, yeah. So being there is definitely something that I want to focus on. Um, But it's also, I think, the play aspect, too, of taking care of myself. And it's okay to not do everything. It's okay to not, uh, you know, work hard 24 hours a day. It's okay to take that time to enjoy your life and to enjoy the people in your life and to enjoy the students and in your family. Um, and I think that applies to today's situation as well as, you know, take that break, take that time to have fun and build those memories that hopefully will override any of the bad memories that could occur in this situation. Um, you know, hit the pause button every now and then
0: and i think for me i i mean I've been trying to think about this own situation where i mean, i i'm a i'm a warrior like at heart <laughs> i'm a i'm a like a professional and uh but trying to think like what what might what might the lessons be learned from this situation so it's the even thinking like relationships valuing relationships valuing human connection like or even like the the value of slowing down like you have to slow down in this situation and like we're we can't go doing every, you know, a thousand things. And like <laughs> my commute is zero right now. And again, blessed to have that situation where I can work from home. But, you know, thinking like, what does, what does slowing down look like? And then I like think that's kind of nice not having to go in a thousand different places uh, at at night. And so what might that mean going forward and how might we incorporate some of that in our life? Like maybe we're learning some things here about, you know, what life can be like. And so- um, you know that being present thing, I guess, is is what really is is coming out there. You know,
1: and it's important when life does eventually go back to normal. You know, taking this time of what we did learn from it, what we might have enjoyed during this time, and trying to make sure that we fit that back into the normalcy of life when it comes back around. Yeah, and making so we have that time of maybe not building up our schedule so it's so crazy. And maybe like, okay, what's something I can take off of the schedule so that we can have this time that we had during this situation?
0: Or even going back, going the other way, Claire, is thinking like, you're right now I'm like, my, schedule, my calendar is almost like clear, right? What am I putting in? Like being very thought, it's like, you know, when you completely clear out the junk drawer and like, what actually needs to go in this drawer, right? <laughs> you know? And only putting the things in there that need to be in there, right?
1: Or utilizing this time to do something that you normally wouldn't do in your your normal day-to-day life. Like maybe you've been putting off clearing out your closets for a while, like I have. Maybe I will tackle that tomorrow. And that can be my to-do list (laughs) instead of your normal to-do list.
0: All right. So the final thing, Claire, how would you sum this up for a seven-year-old? And I used to say this is because I have a seven-year-old, but he's no longer seven. He's eight. But that's okay. Some for seven sounds better than some for eight.
1: trying to think of it that you could estimate for an eight-year-old.
0: Yeah. Estimate for <laughs>
1: um, I would say to sum it up for a seven-year-old that when you are with someone, enjoy that time and make them smile and have fun and build good memories.
0: I like it. I like it. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that one. That sounds good. Well, Claire, thank you so much for being willing to, uh, come on in these unique circumstances and again like we said we're we're just trying to offer something up given what we learned from the previous episode and just hoping it offers some value to some people and knowing that others might be in completely different situations um and just yeah hoping everybody's out there and staying safe right
1: Mm -hmm. wash your hands
0: yep wash your hands all right thank you claire yeah so there's my conversation with claire And like I said before, I've wanted to do this episode ever since um, I thought of maybe talking with Tom, you know, someone who's been in education for 50 years and counting, and then wanting to talk to Claire who's been, you know, finishing up her third year, as she said, in the episode. But, you know, now on top of it all with the the interesting times that we're going through with this uh, global pandemic, you know, there was something to be shared. And so one thing I want to do as... Someone who's putting out these podcast episodes is to keep doing that. And right now we've been going at a pace of every two weeks. I think I'm going to try and go every week if possible. So um, I'll put it out there that next week we're going to be doing something in the create line. We had a lot of good response to the episode where we did with um, about the Broken Record podcast. with That's the Rick Rubin, Malcolm Gladwell podcast. We're going to do something sort of along that lines of looking at something from... The music world, if you've looked at my Instagram feed, you kind of see I put out these Amazon Planet songs of the day and just kind of a record album and a song that I've been kind of listening to. It might be from a record I just bought or something I heard on my Spotify Discover Weekly one to put out there. I really love music. And so um, we're going to keep extracting some of those lessons, think about how they apply to teaching, and then, you know, even think about creativity in these times and thinking about how do we use technology as a tool and some of those sorts of themes that can pop up. So anyway, expect that coming out next week. I'll put it out there. We're going to do one next week. So that's about it for this bonus episode of the Amazon Planet podcast. If you want to support, you can do all the things that you normally do. You can like, rate, subscribe, do all those sorts of things, download, share, you know, especially if there's people out there that you know that you can hear that would need to hear some of the lessons, especially again, I really love that episode with Tom and Think about some of the wisdom out there. If there's any new teachers out there, I think there's a lot of wisdom there that could be shared. And, and even for people that are not teaching, you just got some good stories. And uh, other ways to support, you can subscribe to the email list. That's You can find that at amazonplanet.com or through the Facebook page. You can like the Amazon Planet Facebook page. You can also seek to support through buying a shirt. I'm wearing my Be The Good shirt today, which... If you don't know anything about the Be The Good shirts, there it says, believe there is good in the world, but highlighted within that, it says, be the good. And I think that's a, that's a good message for both ourselves and for those around us. Like, if you're doing that social distancing, that's being the good right now, right? So, if you want to support the podcast through purchasing a shirt, you need that little boost, we could use the support, but then maybe you could use the message and sharing that be the good sort of message to people around you even from a good social distance. So you can find the links to the Amazon planet store at, in my Instagram bio, there's a link there, but there's also links at amazonplanet.com. Well, that is all. And I just want to thank everyone out there. Thank Matt Mifflin for the music. Thanks Claire for joining me for this bonus episode. And also thanks to you out there who are being the good out there in these strange times, using the gifts you've been given to serve others. Thank you for all that you do.